Life is a process. It's a recipe. It takes all of that. When you ask somebody, what did it take to be successful? It took all of it. It took everything. That's what Mr. Fleming be saying. That's what he be going on his tirades about. It take all of it. And he's trying to get you to do all of it because if you don't do all of it, you're not going to get the end result consistently. You won't be able to repeat the model. You won't have confidence in it. You won't value what you should value. You will be throwing away some of the most valuable pieces because all you want is what you want because you're an action taker. I ain't scared to take action. I took action. I went, I did this, I did that. Or I'm a researcher. I did all the research. I did all the research. Or I got the confidence. I know I got greatness in me. I know I got this. It takes all these things, and all these things are a process that happens over time. This is our 8 a.m. book club call. We do this call every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Central, 5 a.m. Pacific time. And on this particular call, we talk about a particular book, our book of the moment, not the book of the month, because we read this book until we are finished reading it, until we get tired of reading it, until we just say, let's go to another book. We just read, read, read. Started that a while back because took some people some time to get their book because they would order online. And uh, I was old school. I just walk in the bookstore and get it. But I guess people will save 50, 60, 70% online. And we want to give you time to read it. I know a lot of people are busy and a lot of people are moving around. So now we call it the book of the moment. And that's what it is. So this moment now we are reading... If You Think You Can by T.J. Hoisington, which is 13 Laws That Govern the Performance of High Achievers. 13 Laws. Very easy read book to me. Uh, it flows. I love when books like that just kind of flow. I talked last week about how I don't think it's a doesn't make it a, a simple book because it does that. But, you know, you got more books out here with a lot of different complicated different words and bigger words that you can read and but from my from my understanding, we all read on a sixth grade level. So I don't know. That's interesting to say that you know that we read on those levels. And I wonder how do they how do they is it certain words that they use or things of that sort. We got an expert reader on today. But before we get started, my automated alter ego. That's what it is. My automated alter ego will play a clip for us that we usually do for our book club. And Art Automated Arthur Ego, are you there? <laughs> Warren Buffett once said, the more you learn, the more you earn. Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest humans on the planet, is famous for reading more than five hours every day. Bill Gates reads one book per week. Mark Cuban, three hours a day. Oprah. Well, she's just obsessed with books. Notice the common theme here? Successful people never stop learning. You're trying to get your freedom? You're trying to learn how to read? You're trying to escape? Uh-uh. It's Saturday and it's 8 a.m., folks. It's that time. Time for the 8 a.m. Blog Talk Book Club. Let's go, folks. 
It's time to stimulate the mind. Time to hear thought-provoking words. When we read, your imagination improves. You become smarter. It reduces the stress. Yes, that's right. It reduces the stress. Let's go, folks. So let's get started. I want to introduce, uh, allow me to reintroduce Mr. Lewis Fields. I think he's on here. Are you there, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear. Big Lou is going to handle our book club today. I'm going to go on mute. I like that because, you know, when he takes the microphone, he keeps me from digressing. Because, you know, when I start talking, I start digressing some of my jokes that I use, and I hate giving up my good stuff on the call, but sometimes I do that. So with Lou handling the mic, I'm to worry about it, and I see everybody dragging on now. Y'all be missing some good stuff, man, with these clips. I swear y'all do, but that's okay. Me and my alter ego and about 15 of us listen to those clips <laughs> religiously, and then we'll let you guys come on a little bit later. Like you all do. So, Mr. Fields, are you ready, sir? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Good morning. Thank all right. Good morning, yeah. then. I'm going to go on mute. So if you need me or if you want some of this expert opinion, let me know. If not, we could talk at the end, and you could take it from there, sir. So I'm going on mute. Okay. All right. All right. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Mr. Fleming, for allowing me to utilize this platform. So, um... This book by TJ, I might kill his last name, Hoist Hoistington, if you think you can. I was not familiar with TJ Hoistington. This book is one of the better books that I've come in contact with. This is a gem. What I want to talk about is not necessarily one of the chapters out of the book. I want to talk about the preface. When I discovered that books come with instructions, at least nonfiction books, the author has written the book with a purpose in mind. Usually the author has done research, observation work, and usually years of work to produce the book. When we change our mindset to understanding that it's not just a book, it's in book form. We see the pages, we see, you know, you define it as a book. This is a tool and a resource with an intended purpose in mind. And the author gives you that in the very beginning of the book. And it's probably like the most important thing to read and gain some comprehension and understanding of so that you will understand how to utilize the book. This is the reason why you have many people who are readers. They say they're readers, they read books and you see absolutely no fruit from it. They don't know how to use the books. They say, I read all them books. I did that, and they don't get it. They don't get the deep meanings. They don't get the aha moments because they're misutilizing the tool. So I want to read, begin right from the beginning, at page 8, X-I-I-I, the preface. So the brother said, I have always been fascinated by achievement. 
This fascination has led me to study its laws and principles in depth. In fact, I have devoted the past 20 years to better understanding this phenomenon. He letting us know right off the rip. This book is to be utilized for achievement. Achievement is specific. This is something different. This is not a startup book. This is not for somebody that's trying to get motivated. This is not a book for somebody that's trying to figure out how to better market their brand. This book is to be utilized to gain leverage and speed you up and how to attain high-level achievement. The man said he didn't study this for 20 years. He's fascinated by it. This is his thing. Then he goes into, as I travel the world, speaking to audiences of all kinds, I regularly meet many people who set out unequipped to achieve. In such cases, I have found that they are not applying one or more of the laws that guarantee success. This is a highlight. This is an aha moment. This is stars, underlines, whatever it is that you do. This man said, with my experiences of traveling the world and speaking to many people, he's telling you the reason why you have not achieved success. You have not taken your it, your why, your purpose to the next level. You are unequipped. And he's telling you, this is how you get equipped. So I have found that they are not applying more one or more of the laws that guarantee success. This book got me excited because the concept of universal laws and principles are is like one of the top three things that every human being needs to come in contact with and needs to adopt as an ideology. It makes life easy. It makes life clear. Because anything you want to do, no matter how hard it is, all you got to do is look for what are the universal principles that govern that particular discipline and apply those principles, and therefore you have guaranteed success. It's a recipe. It's the same thing as if I told you we were going to make banana pudding. Now, you know that it's bananas and it's pudding. Told you that. You might have tasted it before. I said we're going to make banana pudding, and if we're going to make it, we want to make it according to a recipe, and we're going to have specific measurements, specific techniques, specific things that we're going to do in the process of cooking this food so we get, we get the desired result. And once we do that, we will be able to duplicate that and mimic that over and over again. That is a system. That's a process. That's what a business is. That's what Mr. Fleming is harping on. I'm giving you all the universal principles and tools by reading these books, doing book club, doing a mindset call, continuously giving you all the universal principles that govern the success that you want, you want the outcome, I'm giving you the tool. The sister last week on the book club was talking about how we like to skip steps, and she's right. We love to skip steps. We want the instant gratification. So the purpose, I'm go the reason why I'm going into this so deep is that if you do not start with this as the foundation when you're utilizing a book like this, you're going to miss it. Because what's going to happen is, because it's such an easy read, because it's so down to earth, because the language is so clear, you're going to heart 
on your taste. You're going to take the certain chapters that you already feel strong in and you already agree with, you already amen, and you're going to say, oh, that was my favorite chapter. And that's cool. But all the other chapters that were born, the chapters that you struggle with, the chapters that weren't interesting, I guarantee you, those are the ones you need to study the most. Those are our weaknesses. He wrote the book as a whole. He's using plural principles, not one principle. I've broken this thing of high achievement down to 13 principles in my studying. So you have to use all 13 of these principles because you'll have speakers that harp on action. That's all they talk about is action, is action, action. And then you go to their classes, their challenges or whatever else, their seminars, and they write a bunch of stuff. And you buy a bunch of books and CDs, and you come back and you're like, that didn't work. And then they'll tell you, it's because you ain't working it. That ain't true. Life is a process. It's a recipe. It takes all of that. When you ask somebody, what did it take to be successful? It took all of it. It took everything. That's what Mr. Fleming be saying. That's what he be going on his tirades about. It take all of it. And he's trying to get you to do all of it because if you don't do all of it, you're not going to get the end result consistently. You won't be able to repeat the model. You won't have confidence in it. You won't value what you should value. You will be throwing away some of the most valuable pieces because all you want is what you want because you're an action taker. I ain't scared to take action. I took action. I went, I did this, I did that. Or I'm a researcher. I did all the research. I did all the research. Or I got the confidence. I know I got greatness in me. I know I got this. It takes all these things, and all these things are a process that happens over time. It happens over time. When you look at nature, there's nothing in nature that doesn't go through a process. And everything in nature is what it is because it is what it is. A peach tree is a peach tree because it's a peach tree. If you are a high achiever, you're a high achiever because you utilize the right recipe. You put the right seed into the ground, and you're going to bear the fruit. That's how you will have flash in the pan. You will have people that have quick success real quick, and they fall off. Or they reach a level, and they fall off. Or you will have people that you see successful, but then when you ask them how they're successful, you ask them to mentor. They can't do it because they don't know why because they skip steps. So this book, the reason why I'm going in on this is because it's so comprehensive to read. And this is how you're going to get the maximum results from this book. So let me finish in the author's words. He says he was talking about he found out why people are not getting the outcomes they want. They're not equipped to achieve. They don't have the equipment. They don't have the necessary tools. This is why he wrote the book. This book is the necessary tools for achievement. This is one of the tools you utilize, all of the tools, all of the 13 principles. Because unfortunately, most people are, this is the last, in, at the end of page eight. Unfortunately, most people are either unaware of them and therefore don't align themselves accordingly, or they simply do not apply them. So being unaware or just skipping over as a result, many people chase after goals only to find that the results they desire constantly elude them. That's what I said. You're doing all the stuff. You're doing as much as you can. You are working. You're reading. You're hustling. You're working. You're bustling. And it ain't working out. There's a reason for that. This is the million-dollar sentence. 
That's why I wrote this book. It's filled with rich and moving stories about successes and failures. It is also filled with true principles and insights that, when applied, will help you achieve any goal you desire. It's perfect for the exercise. The man wrote the book because he understands I've seen people. They got the spirit. They're doing it. They're trying all these different things, but they're only trying four things out of the 13 that I've recognized is the recipe for high achievement. They're only trying six things. They're only really harping on these two things, but it's 13 things that you need to build up into your psyche, become. It's 13 principles that you need to master to get consistent achievement. So I just want to start off with that. And then, Mr. Fleming, what you think? Um, I wanted to ask you, uh, why do you think they only try four or three or two, or why do you think they skip these things? Because I'm sure, I don't know, when you start reading more and more, were you skipping or you just kind of stuck with everything? No. I, when I discovered The Common Denominator of Success by Ian Gray, that changed the game for me. That made me start always seeking the common denominators. I don't want outliers. I don't want, you know, this one dude did it this one way. For instance, You'll take a room full of self-made. When I say self-made, that means they did not inherit millions of dollars. They might inherit some money, but now they are multimillionaires. If you take a room of multimillionaires that did some type of practice, work, system, business, whatever it was, investment, and became a multimillionaire, there will be common denominators across the board that all of them did. How it showed up might be different for each person but there will be common denominators. Books are an excellent tool, a cheap and quick resource to mentorship. That's really what a book is. This man is mentoring us. So we went and paid the 8 9 $10, whatever it was, for the book, and what you get are his best, most concise thoughts on the principles of leadership versus having to go build a relationship, find somebody, test out if they even credible to mentor and then trying to learn it from them or stumbling around in the dark for years hoping that you figure it out one day. This is why books are important. Like the man said, I recognize this is why people are failing. So I put this book together. And the answer to your question is they're either unaware, most of them are unaware. This is why I took this route versus going into a chapter. Most people are unaware because they're they doing it. And that's the, thing. that's the reason why it's resistance when you say, y'all ain't working hard enough, you ain't doing Because they always say, I am, I'm doing 100% of what I know how to do. They're unaware they're missing something. So this is why he wrote the book. But if we don't read the beginning of the book, and he's saying, I know you're missing some parts. This is why I wrote it. Or, I know, I know, I know. You know about that. I know, I know, I know. Anybody familiar with me, that's one of my pet peeves. When you're talking to somebody, and they hit you with, I know, I know, I know. I know that, I know that. Yeah, I know that, I know that. If you knew that, we wouldn't be having a conversation because you would be applying it and you would be doing it and the fruit would be coming and we'd be moving on to another idea. So you don't know. That's why you have a conversation. You can't know. You can qualify yourself from knowing because you're not doing it. So this right. is you you're unaware or you think you know, but you don't know. That's why you wrote the book. That's why I went into the preface versus the book because it's, it's the equivalent of eating candy. 
there's a you got you got an action, you made a decision, you got taste, it's got some color to it, it got some flavor to it, it's got scent, but has absolutely nothing that your body can use to produce success for what the body does, for what the purpose of the body is. So if you keep eating candy, and that's what it is to read a book, an excellent book, to read all these books are excellent. Like I always say, you can go to any bookstore, say, where's your self-help section? You can go down to the bottom corner, to the dusty book that was printed in 1970 that only sold 26 copies. And I guarantee you, if you did everything that said was in that book, your life will change for the better. They all work. We ain't working them correctly. We're not using the tool. It's like having a big old toolbox, and you're trying to unscrew a nail with the back of the hammer. It possibly could happen over time. You keep working, depending if it was, you know, what type of screw it was. But that's not the proper tool to do the proper thing with. This book is a tool and a resource. All books are tools. The author tells you why they wrote them and how they should be utilized. This is why. And they do it because they're either unaware or they think they know. So so when a person says they think they, well, or when you feel like uh, they or we think we know when we read it, okay, so let's take, let's say I talk to a person tomorrow and they were on the call they'll say well you know i heard uh mr fields and he said that and, and i believe that he said but they say well you know i'm i'm going through all principles i've done that in every book i do that i always go through that and how how can you get them to literally understand that they haven't or do you think they've already they know they haven't put through all the principles they just kind of just talking because some people can think they're doing it Okay. They, they think they are. They really think they are, but they're not. And uh, I don't know if it's more of, you know, I'm just going to stress the truth a little bit and just say it, or you literally think that you're going through all the concepts and you're doing everything you're supposed to do. This is the equivalent of the rich young ruler when he came to Jesus and he said he had kept all the commandments. And Jesus hit him with, well, sell everything and just follow me then. Mm -hmm. So when you come and you say, I did all that, but it ain't working. I did all this, and it ain't working. I read all those things. I took all those tests, but it ain't working. It's a blind spot within you where it's clearly a glaring part of the principles that you're not doing. And I think... The main one, I think if it's any of these principles that it aligns with, because we're going to, you know, within context, we're going to use the brother's book, is never give up. See, to master something, you have to keep on doing it. You got to keep on doing it. It's like shooting jumpers. All basketball players shoot jumpers because they all go to practice, and the coach tells them, you're going to practice and shoot jumpers. But the difference between the Kareem's, the Michael Jordan's, the Kobe's, the LeBron, the Steph Curry's is they go shoot jumpers when didn't nobody tell them to go shoot jumpers. They go shoot jumpers because they realized from the practice, from the coaching, the coaching has said this will make you better. And they said, well, let me multiply this so I'll be better and better and better and better. That's the difference between potential that's the difference between effort and achievement because it might take me three years of doing the same exact 
activity before I get the profit, before I get the, oh, man, I done figured this out. Wow, this is what it, every time I was doing it, I was doing that. That didn't work. That worked for a minute, but then I fell off because that happened. Wow, this is it. Now I can duplicate it because I've mastered it. Now I know it. Now you talk with confidence, but it took you three years. Might take another dude eight years. Might take somebody else eight months. This is the reason why you tell them to read. This is the reason why you got to get a mentor and multiple mentors. Find somebody that's done the thing before and then do what they said do. Don't do what you think you should do because if you do what you think you should do, you're going to be right where you at. It's like getting in the car and I tell you go to 3839 South Street in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You've never been there before. And instead of you seeking out a mentor, putting it in your Google, you're going to decide, you know, I'm going to guess at this thing. I'm just going to, I'm going to figure it out. And you know what? You might get there. It might take you four days to get there. It might take you five months to get there. But you might get there sooner or later. But if you put it in the Google, you go to the credible communication, and you get it from a source that you know that you can trust, and you do exactly what they say do versus what you feel. Because sometimes you'll be on Google like, it don't feel right turning here. It feels like I should be going the other way. But if you just do what the mentors say do, if you do what the book is telling you to do, and that's what they ain't done. They ain't did the repetition. They ain't did the repetition. It's like money. I can't take, okay, I got $2,000. I'm going to invest this $2,000. When I invest it, by the end of the year, I should be like Warren Buffett. I did it. I did everything Warren Buffett said. I watched Wall Street Trapper. I watched EYL. I watched all of them. I did exactly what they said. Do I put $10,000 in there? Are you going to be rich as Warren Buffett? No, fool. Because it's a process. It's a pro- and that's everything in life. You ain't going to become the best cook the first time you cook something. You're going to keep doing it. And as little kids, I know me, where I grew up, everybody wanted to make the best Kool-Aid. I still drink Kool-Aid. Some people laughed at me this week about me drinking Kool-Aid, but that's okay. And everybody had their technique, and you kept doing it master. I don't put lemons in mine. I ain't going to let nobody know. I'm going to put, I'm going to shake a little extra. I'm going to put brown sugar in there. Ain't nobody going to know. You, all, you try all types of stuff to get the leverage, to get the ink. And you keep going and going until you the master. Tell everybody, oh, man. And Tony make the Kool-Aid. Tony make that Kool-Aid. That's why you want, I want grandma's apple pie. You're like, I like apple pie, but you ain't going to eat nobody's apple pie but grandma because she done mastered the taste that you want. This is how success is. Everybody's stuff ain't the same. But success only works one way. Achievement only works one way. Profit only works one way. Wealth only works one way. It only works one way. And it's a common denominator in every room. When you get a room of people together, it works one way. Failure only works one way. You get a group of people together that say, I've been in business for myself for 10 years. I've never made a profit. I guarantee you there will be common denominators. they all doing the same exact thing. And if they correct those things and turn it around, they will have success. There's a common denominator to everything. When they say... Do you believe that's the answer to... when you, you know, we say, well, success only going to go to 1% or 2%. Do you think it's because the 1% or 2% does what they're supposed to do, or that percentage has a skill level that... Absolutely. Human nature is rebellious. Human nature is rebellious against discipline and authority. 
Human nature does not want to do what somebody else has told it to do for its own benefit. That is like one of the universal principles of the thing you got to get. That's why everybody talk about discipline, talk about repetition, because the body never wants to do what it's told by outside force. All good coaching is counterintuitive. All good coaching is counterintuitive. When you find people that are super successful, super successful, they will know. They'll have it. I always knew I was special. I knew I was different. We all pretty much got that because that's just you got a purpose for your life. Most people feel that, and we think that's it. That's the key. No, that's not the key. That is one of the principles. That's one of the universal principles. You have to know that you have worth and value to bring to the world. Then people say, I was always a hard worker. I was always a hard worker. Like Wilson, I, I work everybody. Like a lot of people say, I ain't the best, but I'm going to work ETR. I, ain't, I might not be the best, I'm going to work you. You know I work. They're going to work me. And he talked about our working a lot. He talked about that. He talked about action a lot. But you best guarantee he applied all the principles. That's why he's successful. He might harp on those. He might harp on those because that's like his superpowers. Then you'll have somebody like Warren Buffett. Like I said, Warren Buffett been reading soaking up knowledge and applying it. He like one of the best analytical minds that's ever lived. It's like Benjamin Franklin made, you know, as far as an investment in his discipline and in investment. So for him, Warren Buffett does what? He schedules those many hours reading. I don't think Phil Knight schedules that many hours reading. Phil Knight rich too. You see what I'm saying? So it's not the one thing. It is applying all these things over and over and over again. And over time, your strengths will rise to the top. What works for you will rise to the top. But it's, the principles is all these things. It's all of it. It takes everything for success. It don't take no one thing. That's the reason why you say this. People win the lottery and lose all the money. Because, see, we equate Success with the money, and that's an illusion. If I just had this money, no, no, your mind has not been developed to become the type of person that can possess this type of money, create this type of money, and continue to grow this type of money. So that's the reason why people get win the lottery and then be broken like they five years, be divorced, don't have no friends, because it's a cheat. It's an outlier. It's not real. You didn't do the things to possess this type of wealth. Sports stars, athletes, entertainers, tragic lives. Why? You get this money dumped on you, and money works one way. Wealth creation works one way. There's a mindset. You can get the money without the mindset, and that's a tough hustle. That's a tough hustle. The players that we see, the entertainers we see that do well with the money, they don't do well with the money because they're special or they're different. They do well with the money because they have put in the work to either do the things that's necessary or recognize, I don't know all this stuff, but if I go seek out good people and let them manage this money, they'll do the right thing with it. That's another way to do it. It's just usually when you're broke, you ain't got the money to hire the people to do that for you. That's another thing to recognize. I get people that's good with money, and they'll do the right thing for me. So, Success only comes one way, and we measure success in America by money because it's one of the clearest measurements. It's one of the clearest measurements of success is is the ability, your buying power, 
you know, your buying power in the market, your ability, power and money go hand in hand. So the training is holistic. The training is across the board, cross-training. Think about why are athletes better now? Because we found out you got to do different types of exercises to work different types of muscles that we discovered and how all these intricacies provide leverage for the body to be able to function better. We found out about, oh, recovery. Recovery time is also special. That one book, uh, I was in prison at this time. I'm sure y'all did. Y'all did Atomic Habits, right? Topic Happens? Atomic Habits, the Habits book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that book yesterday. It's on my table downstairs. Like when I come in the house from the garage, it just sits there. The other day I said, let me feel through this book. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Cabbage, yeah. We was talking about the Tour de France. We was talking about the bike ride. Mm-hmm. He didn't win because he worked real hard only. Dude didn't win because he had positive thinking only. Dude didn't win because he was a proactive act, action person only. Dude won because he looked at the discipline and saturated himself in every piece of leverage he could get from it. He totally committed himself to the work and did everything. Remember, it was like doing crack. It was like greasing the wheels, wearing mm-hmm. special short that was two inches lower than the other shorts because this might provide some reaction friction time for the muscles. That's why he was winning. He was winning because he had committed himself fully to it. The people think full commitment is work hard, sweat. No. Full commitment means you saturate yourself and you go into every fiber of that thing, like with salesmanship. That's why you hit them with these types of books. You these books allow you quicker than any other resource. Go and listen to people talk, like uh, uh, podcasts and books give you a quicker grasp on the disciplines of a certain field, quicker than any other resource you can use because you're only one person. You can't go to everybody's seminar. I can't, if I want to be a great speaker, I can't go to Mail, ET, I can't go to all their seminars for the rest of my life. So that's why they write, that's why they have video. So Bob Proctor put his stuff up. So you can't, you can't go to everybody's stuff. So, but I can get everybody's books. Right. I can read the books. I can listen to them over and over again. I can have them here in my, this is why so much wealth is being created in this age. These tools that we are neglecting to utilize were not available prior to this. Think about it. If Carnegie don't go have that talk with Napoleon Hill, he don't say it. The Lord will put in his heart, listen, we blue blood. Our family give us this guy. This is common knowledge amongst us. But the common people need this. But I need to find a common man and give him the pathway so that he can put this in a book for common folks. Think about that. Why did Carnegie not write the book? It wouldn't have worked. Right. No You're a blue blood. You're supposed yeah. to be special. You're a merchant. We look up to people. We're so starstruck. Oh, that's him. He got money. They already got that money. They, they doing that. But see, there's no, we without excuse nowadays. See, we, we're in a time since the Great Depression. We are without excuse. Because this system of America allows you can be literally born at the lowest end of the spectrum when it comes to finance and become top 1%.
lose it, and do it again. Only in America. So you without excuse. Because now we just see every field jump up into this level of success. So now what you got to say is, oh, it ain't working. I tried that. I tried all that. So you don't know. Just keep on doing it. Go ahead. You're wasting your money. You're going out in them classes. Like, why are you going to pay $500 for what? You pay, you spend $100 in books? Oh, that's a waste of time. That's a waste of time. I got bills to pay. See, you got to poo-poo it because now you without excuse. 20 years ago, it was what it was. You was born into a low class. That's all you was going to be. That's all you was going to be. You might be able to serve the king or something, you know, that, that you might come up like that, you know. So it's we are without excuse because the resources, because of tapes, CDs, now digitally, now through the air, you can hear men's and women's voices and their experiences can be shared throughout the world now. Not just you know, throughout the world. The marketplace is open to the world. You might suck in America. How big is the world? You, all you got to do is go get hot in Australia and Zimbabwe somewhere. Like, we without excuse to say that we can't be successful. Well, you know, you put it that way, <laughs> we are. And uh, I've said it. I don't know. Um, I think... Uh, I, I would say, too, that some of them, I guess, some of this has to do with age limit also, I think. I mean, there's no excuse, but that's the excuse that I think some people use. You know, you ever heard, like I would say, somebody says, well, I heard him say three three years, it might be five years, and, you know, uh, I'm 50. I'll be 55. And I always say, if you don't do this in five years, how are you going to be? You know what I'm saying? So the time is going to come anyway. So while you pressing and rushing and trying to skip steps and not do everything that's suggested, time is still ticking anyway. So it's not like that time ain't going to show up. So uh, are you trying to say, let me relax for that time period or something? I don't, I don't, uh, you know, follow that thought process that people have a lot of times. But, uh, you know, I think at some point, you know, a person says, uh, might be too too late for me, and they don't see it, you know. But, you know, you got plenty of examples. Was Colonel Sanders was 63. Uh, I mean, it's a number of examples I hear of people who who, uh, finally hit what they wanted to hit. It was late, but they kept grinding and doing what they had to do to make it happen. So good point about the preference, good point. I hope everybody – took that. I hope everybody can go back and hold on, you have anything else? No, just that with the too late thing is if you don't die, the time is going to pass anyway. So you admit, this is the you admit you don't like your condition in life. You don't like your situation. So for what, whatever age you is, I don't care if you if you 70 or if you're 27. If you knew you was going to live for 10 more years, would you want to live 10 more years how you are? The 10 years are going to pass anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to tell you, when people say that, it's really one of the most selfish mindsets because what it speaks to, remember some of our hypotheticals? We say mm-hmm. hypothetically, if you live 10 more years, I'm the one about to die. A good man leaves in the head. That means you don't think like I mean, you don't care about nobody else. You don't care about the kids you don't have a call. Dude, you don't create, and this is why this is yet another principle of wealth. This is why. If you don't think about others, you ain't going to never be wealthy. 
We want to say, oh, well, people are evil, whatever. I don't know if they're going to see Jesus. I don't know nothing about that. They're religious there. But you cannot become wealthy and keep it and not think about others. Because you're going to get to the point where you got enough money. The only reason to keep going is to leave the legacy, the inheritance. People, for whatever they want to do, put their name on buildings, put their name on parks, put their name on college things. So they great-grandkids, that was my granddaddy, started that library. Whatever, you don't even think legacy. You don't care about nobody. You're too selfish to have money. You're too selfish to have meaningful relationships without using people and abusing people. That's why don't nobody want to talk to you. That's why don't nobody want to buy your stuff, because you're trying to use everybody. So you were just trying for your own selfish needs. You weren't trying because you trying to build a legacy. You got to find value in whatever you bring into the marketplace. Hmm. Man. All right, folks, go back, listen to the replay, listen to it ten times, take notes, apply the information. Um, is this your first time doing the book club? Mm-mm. Okay, you've done it before? Which book? Okay. I did um, um the compounding. The compound effect. Mm-mm, the uh psychology. When you talking about compounding. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Well, uh, appreciate it again, man, uh, for being on the book club and on any of the mindset calls that we use. Because I mean that we do because. Things that you've done in the last twenty some years, and how you've changed—you know—that's something that everybody needs to hear and see. Push it to the